0: Alright, welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Surik, here again with Mike Meredith on a beautiful Thursday evening. Mike, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing good, man. It's going to be a good episode number five here. Can't believe we are... It seems like we're flying through these episodes, man. Um, So, yeah.
0: Yeah, man. A lot of episodes. Uh, We got a lot to get to today, so we're going to get right into it. Um, So... Tuesday, we previewed tonight's game between the Giants and 49ers. Uh, I I, we're both pretty sure uh, the Niners are going to get Niners a win. I mean, they're favorite by ten and a half. I mean, come on now.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, let's just get right into it for the Sunday slate of games. Um, So first up, we have Detroit and Atlanta. Uh, Detroit's favored by only three. The line opened up at five and a half for Detroit. Now it's down only to three. Um... I, I think I think the Lions are gonna win this one. Um that said, I think I and many people have woefully underestimated the Falcons so far. I mean, B. John Robinson, man, is just incredible. Um obviously, you know, Desmond Shitter still, you know, <laughs> sucks. Uh but yeah, dude, I mean I I'm gonna take the Lions and the points in this one but I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Lions find a way to lose this because the Falcons are, are a lot better of a team than uh, than I thought they were.
1: Yeah, man, I agree. I think the Falcons have a good chance of actually winning their division. Their division is just so bad. But I do think the Lions will win and cover the points. I mean, they, they have to win this game. This is such a crucial turning point. If I already know someone who said that if the Lions lose this game. He's he's done watching the Lions for the year. You know, like every Lions fan goes through that phase. They cannot have their fans go through another phase of, oh, it's the same old Lions again. They got to win this game. They can't uh, go one and two, man. I think the key to that is going to be stopping Bijan Robinson, Tyree Algier from, of course, the run game is Atlanta's strong suit. Desmond Shitter, man, he's just he's fucking garbage. We don't really have to worry about him just stopping the run game and you know playing sound football and playing good if the game's close you know
0: yeah absolutely I think I mean I mean a lot of fans say that they're done watching the Lions but they never really are I mean I'll, uh, let, let's are. let's be let's be real here I mean I mean I I've I've always said you know at, at times watching the Lions was like yep they lose this game I'm done they lose it and yet I'm Watching again the next week. I mean, it, it it that's just how it is, uh. But but yeah, dude, I mean, the Lions should be focusing on uh, that run game because Desmond Ritter is not going to be able to do anything. He proved he's proven that he can't do anything with the ball, and they also have just no receiving weapons either. So, I, I the mean,
1: downfall of Kyle Pitts.
0: Man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's really all they have out in out to catch balls is, is Kyle Pitts, but. But, yeah, I, th- I think this is a game where the Lions have to win. Dan Campbell has to prove that he he's somewhat competent and can make up for what happened last week. Um, so, yeah. Uh, other games here, uh, got the Colts and the Ravens. Baltimore favored by eight in this one. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going with, with the Ravens on this. Obviously, the Colts are just ass, and... Um, I know Anthony Richardson is injured as well, so um, you, you know I think I think this just helps the Ravens a lot more. Although Gardner Minshew looked pretty solid uh, last week after Richardson went down, uh, and he's going to get the start this week. Um, I, I still think Lamar's ass, but. Yeah, I think, I think everything's in the Ravens' favor on, on this one, and obviously Vegas completely agrees.
1: Yeah, I think the Ravens uh, have this. I'm I'm not sure if I think they're going to win by more than eight and a half. I mean, they probably should. They got the better team, but I feel like the Colts may keep this somewhat close, even though they're dealing with injuries. Gordon Minshew is at least competent. He can at least carry you through the game to keep you close. But the Ravens sh- should win this, I mean um I don't see the Colts win um so yeah
0: yeah I, well it's it's a flat 8 so for anyone that's into gambling if if you're ballsy and you want to bet that under go right ahead man cuz that there's going to be tons of value in that I do think the Colts will cover that so I think Vegas is trying to tell you to take the over by making it a flat 8 but if you're ballsy you uh you know you, you'll take that under on that spread and and probably end up winning too. Uh, So the Titans and Browns will play Uh, Cleveland only favored by three and a half. Um, Obviously lots to talk about with Cleveland, Um, all the injuries and Tennessee's just, Tennessee's just garbage as well. Um, I'm taking Cleveland. I don't think they cover though. I think this will be a lot closer of a game. It'll be a low scoring game too. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Cleveland in this one. Um, yeah, you know, b- both teams aren't looking good, but I think the Browns can dig themselves out of a hole still that they're in right now.
1: Yeah. So, um, I think Cleveland as well is going to win this. I think it's going to be close though. I mean, Tennessee, um, they got that big win against the chargers last week. Um, you know, such a, uh, devastating injury to Nick Chubb. Now they got Jerome Ford cream punt. <laughs> um, taking snaps now so we'll see how the run game is this week um but I think Cleveland will win this as well but I agree it's going to be a close game
0: yeah absolutely uh the, the Nick Chubb thing I mean you just ah man that, that was such a brutal hit but yeah. uh but but and, and we talked about that in the last episode but yeah I, I think Kareem Hunt was a good pickup uh especially for the Browns because he knows the system. Uh, he knows that offense very well already. So I, I think that was just a no-brainer move for them. Um, the Broncos taking on the Dolphins. Uh, Miami's favored by six and a half in that one. Uh, I think mean, the Dolphins are looking really, really good. I think they probably are the favorite to win their division right now. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, I mean, Russell Wilson's just – he he ain't the same, man. Uh, he, he's just yeah. – he's not the same. I'm taking the Dolphins and the points in this one. Um, I mean, yeah, um, unless Sean Payton and Russell Wilson can f- figure it out together, th- I, I don't see the Broncos, you know, doing well
1: at all in this one. Yeah, I think the Dolphins take care of business here, man. They are red hot right now, um, you know, with that – Big win and big stats from Tua and Tyreek in the first week. Didn't play as well in week two, but they still pulled out a win against a division opponent, in the Patriots. I think that um, they'll take care of business here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, speaking of the Patriots, they play the Jets, favored by two and a half. Um, here, here, here's my thing is. If you're favored by only two and a half against Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, I'm I'm gonna take Zach Wilson in this game. I'm taking the Jets to win it. Um, Belichick, send him to the moon, man. He just he's 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 not the coach that everyone thought he was. Uh, and and if things don't improve this year, I I think he should be forced into retirement, man. Because I mean, nothing's going well in New England, and. Yeah, I mean, I'm taking the Jets, and I think they cover as well. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, nothing is gonna go well for the Jets, but they have that elite-level defense, pro- probably the best defense uh, in the league, at least the top three defense. Um, but again, they have Zach Wilson at quarterback, so I can understand you know people's hesitancy yeah. on that, but. The Patriots just can't do anything on either side of the ball. So, um, yeah, I'm taking the Jets in this one.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a close game, man. I saw that the Patriots, this is like the first time they were 0-2 since like 2000 or 2001. It's been a long time. Um, I feel like they definitely need a big win here. Zach Wilson, um, he is just so trash, man. I heard someone today talking on one of those – sports talk show saying that Zach Wilson looks like if you plop the high school quarterback into an NFL game, that's who he reminds, reminds <laughs> him of. It's like a random high school quarterback who, um, you know, has no feel for the, the game at the professional level. Man, Zach Wilson is just trash. I'm actually going to go with the Patriots here. The Jets are the better team, but I think the Patriots, they cannot go 0-3, man. They got to they gotta get something together here. I think Belichick will try – and get some, you know, elaborate scheme going. Hopefully, their offense and defense can pick it up. I, I think they'll be close. I wouldn't be shocked if the Jets win this game, though.
0: I, I mean, uh, who who who's worse? Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, or Desmond Ritter?
1: They're all horrible. They're I all mean, mean, who's
0: worse though? That's, I mean, <laughs> I, mean but, I mean, look, I, I think the Jets win this one. That that defense is good, and New England can't move the ball, so. Uh, and against a really good defense moving the ball is going to be even harder when you can't even move the ball well against not the not you know some middle of the road defenses um from one new york team to another buffalo's taking on washington uh they're favored by 6 in this one uh Josh Allen looked really good last week despite week 1 looking just miserable looking like Zach Wilson um <laughs> Uh, making uh, making some Zach Wilson throws, but uh, I'm gonna take Buffalo in this one. Washington, despite the two and zero start and looking fairly good, uh, last weekend they they had to uh, they they had to you know almost take it to overtime with the Broncos, and the Broncos aren't good. the The hail mary towards the end of the game was just you know. I I don't understand how Washington was even in that position because the Broncos are just so bad. But here we are with that. I'm going to take Buffalo, and I think they also cover the six. It is a flat six, too. So, um, again, Vegas is trying to tell you to take the over, take the under if you're a better.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I think Buffalo, man, as well, is going to take this. Um, Washington played Arizona their first week, and then Denver – They haven't had tough opponents for them being two and zero. Buffalo, even though we were really hard on them after week one, they proved everyone wrong. They came out, probably played the best of anyone, Um, you know, in week two. Man, that thirty eight to ten statement win. um, I think that they'll be fine here and cover that that spread here and win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, they came back. They made a big statement, and I, I do. I agree with you, I think they did play the best out of every team in week two uh Saints and the Packers will play as well in the one o'clock time slot uh there Green Bay's favored by one and a half here. I think the Saints are a fraudulent two and I mean two games mm-hmm. very very close uh again in a very bad division they're a fraudulent two and there's three teams in that division that are two that are uh two and o right now um with, with the Saints, the Bucks, and the, the Falcons. And I think all three of those teams are really fraudulently 2-0. Um, I think the Packers win this one. My heart wants, you know, the Saints to win this because, you know, we're, I'm a Lions fan. I, I want the Packers to do bad. But um, Jordan Love has been pretty solid so far this year. Um, I think Green Bay wins this, and I think it's going to be a little bit further spread out than just one and a half points there.
1: Yeah, I think Green Bay wins this uh, pretty easily. I'm shocked the line was that low. Um, I thought for sure Green Bay would be getting like 3.5 to 4.5 on uh, the Saints here. Green Bay just looks better. Um, Like you said, I want Green Bay to lose, but I just don't see the Saints um, doing it, man. They played Carolina and Tennessee in their first two games. Um, You know, uh, just not good opponents. I think that um Green Bay will take care of business um in this one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh the Texans and the Jags play uh <laughs> not yeah, yeah, the Jags. And uh so Jacksonville's favored by eight and a half. Uh Trevor Lawrence gonna do Trevor Lawrence things in this one, I think. There there's nothing on that Texans defense uh to to help them. And and you know, Trevor Lawrence looks like, you know, he's gonna be an elite-level quarterback one day. I mean, he, he's, he's still got to build himself up, I think. Uh, he's had kind of a slow start to his career considering what he was able to do in college. Uh, but that said, um, I still think C.J. Stroud is probably the best rookie quarterback um, in this class because, I mean, he's just able to read the field, read the offense really well, and and he's able to get that, uh, that Texan's... Offense going a bit, but you know they're they're owing to, they're a depleted uh, organization. But I I think the Jags will win this handedly, and I think Vegas obviously agrees with the eight and a half favorites on Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, I think Jacksonville takes care of business here. Um, you no, know, they had the Chiefs last week. That was a tough matchup for them, and of course didn't do well at all. They I don't think they scored a touchdown in that game. Houston is just so bad, even though C.J. Stroud and um, the receiver, Nico Collins, have are, are leading or top five in their categories for yards. Um, they're just not that good, man. Tex- Texans are probably the second or third worst team in the league right now. Um, I think that Jacksonville will handle this, and it, I think it's going to be a pretty big blowout game.
0: Absolutely. Uh, The Chargers and the Vikings will play. Uh, Minnesota's only favored by one in this one. Um, I want to take the Chargers. I really do. I just, I I can't. Here's what I don't understand about the Chargers. Is Brandon Staley's this this allegedly, uh, you know, defensive-minded genius, right? And they have a lot of talent on that Chargers defense over the last two, three years, what are they doing? They they find all these ways to lose games. I'm giving up 28 points in in a half. Uh, was it last season, I think, or in the playoffs? Something re, something in the yeah, past. In the yeah, you, you can't do that, especially if you're a defensive-minded coach and you have all these weapons and great players on your defense. So I really want to take the Chargers. I just I I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. So I think Minnesota will win this one. Uh, I think obviously they cover because it is a flat one, uh, and and that's why I almost want to take the Chargers. Because usually when when you look at the NFL and and you see a spread that's one and a half or a flat one favorite, you you want to pick the dog in that one because nine times out of ten the dog actually wins. But I just I can't trust. Brandon Staley, I can't trust that defense on uh, on on the Chargers to do anything and, you know, preserve a lead that they'll potentially have.
1: Yeah, so we'll see how this pans out come uh, next week, but my prediction is the Chargers are going to go up by maybe 10, 14, uh, similar, I guess, to what the Eagles did last week on the Vikings 1-up. The Vikings are going to come back and they're going to win at the end. The Vikings win the close score games. They were 11-0 last year in, in close games. The Chargers are infamous for blowing all those games. I think that that's what's going to happen again. I want to take the Chargers, of course, but they just they just find a way to lose every time. Um, I think the Vikings being 0-2 as well. You know, One of them's got to um, show out here. Um you know, Vikings, tough loss to Tampa at the start. And then, of course, drawing the Eagles in week two was tough. So I think the Vikings of, of the two that needs the win is going to get it.
0: Yeah, uh, the, the thing about the 11-0 the and 0 last year, I, th- I think this is kind of karma for the Vikings because now they're 0-2. In one score games, yeah. so it, it's it. I think it's karma for last season. And I, look, I thought Minnesota last year were frauds because it is very, very hard in in this league to go eleven and zero in one score games. It is very hard. Uh, they're one of the few teams to have ever done it, um, and and so yeah, I think I think this is just kind of coming back to bite them this year. It's a little bit of karma, uh, if you will. Uh but yeah, I think I think the Vikings will win this. I think the Chargers will just find a way to lose this game, which they always do. Um and then into the afternoon games, there's only three of them uh this week. Uh Panthers and the Seahawks, uh Seattle obviously favored by six and a half. I think this is a no brainer. They didn't look good in week one against a not so good Rams team. Uh and then obviously beating the Lions in overtime I mean, and we had our thoughts on that on Tuesday. We're not going to get into it. The Lions should have won that game. But, you know, Dan Campbell's an idiot. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Seattle wins this. Um, Bryce Young, I, I just – he has a lot of talent, but I think the biggest downfall for him in this league is that he can't see over his – you know, lineman in front of him because <laughs> he's, he's so tiny. I saw, I saw a joke uh, like earlier today saying saying that like if it's like uh, if it's like second and goal on like the opponent half yard line that they're just gonna uh, to instead of doing a normal QB sneak, some uh, one of the running backs is gonna run up behind him and then throw him over the line because he's just <laughs> that tiny. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, I think Seattle wins this one. I think they also cover panthers just don't look good and and bryce young hasn't really looked that good either but despite all the talent that he does possess
1: yeah so i think seattle's got this as well i know you've been mentioning bryce young but um the news is saying that he's not even gonna be playing in this game he actually has an injury uh i think it was an ankle injury and that's oh yeah that that's right i forgot about that Uh, possibly i think he's ruled out for uh the game against seattle so I don't even know who's going to be the backup. Matt Corral was the last, I think I heard.
0: Oh, oh no, I just I just saw actually. I think it's uh, Andy Dalton's going to be starting. Okay. Yeah, I believe that's what I saw. Was uh, was Andy Dalton is starting? So um, I'd have to double check that. Let me actually, let me look that
1: up real quick.
0: Um...
1: Yeah, um, I think Seattle has just got this. I mean. You know they lost to the Rams and of course that heartbreaking loss or heartbreaking win I should say I guess they had over the Lions. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and Andy Dalton is starting good. by the way. So, yeah, it yeah. is Andy Dalton. Yep. So
1: yeah, I I still think even with him starting uh, in place of Bryce Young, they aren't going to do anything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh Cowboys and the Cardinals will play at 4:30. Uh Dallas favored by 12 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm obviously I'm taking the Cowboys. I think they've been the best team so far this season. Just uh, you, you know, they've they've only allowed ten points in in two games. I know that's not a you know huge sample size, but that defense looks legit. Um, also, you still can't convince me that Arizona didn't go into the locker room at halftime and be like, "Why are we even winning this game against the Giants this past week?" Still can't convince me otherwise because there's no way they blow that. There's no way they're that bad. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, take, I'm taking the Cowboys and the points on this one.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Um, you mentioned that Cowboys defense, man. Trayvon Diggs today carrying his ACL at practice. Big loss for them especially. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, Trayvon Diggs isn't too crazy in coverage, but he's good at getting interceptions and stuff. And he, he can contribute. Um, but against the Cardinals – You know, they've been blowing teams out. Michael Parsons is probably going to get four sacks uh, in that game. Uh, So, I think that uh, Dallas handles this one easily.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And, and look, Dallas has had a cupcake schedule for the first three weeks. You you go to the Giants, Jets, and now the Cardinals. I mean, you you can't – I know the Jets have a really good defense, but you're playing against Zach Wilson, so it's kind of like (laughs) – you're obviously going to win that game. It doesn't matter how good your defense is, um, you know, as, as, from the Jets' perspective, that is. Um, so, yeah, another 12.5 favorite here, Chiefs taking on the Bears. Justin Fields is just, just a nice. – I mean, he's a horrible quarterback. He he can't do anything right. Um that that said, uh, yeah, the Chiefs. I'm I'm taking in this one, although they ha- the the offense hasn't really been rolling for the Chiefs to start the year. I mean, only being held to uh, 20 points in this in the opener against the Lions, and then only being held to 17 last week by Jacksonville. And now, granted, Jacksonville's got a pretty decent defense. But still, that offense has not been able to get rolling. They'll probably get rolling here against the Bears because that defense is just awful. And, yeah, so I'm taking uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs in this one.
1: Yes, I uh, I think the Chiefs will um, you know be better this week. I'm not sure how the offense is going to do with the whole Travis Kelsey rumor now with him and uh, Taylor Swift. I don't know how that's going to be impacting anything, uh, you know. Um, but we'll see how he does you know he came back chris jones came back last week as well so we'll see how um the chiefs do but they got to they got to put up more points man they were consistently putting up over 25 every time since mahomes has been uh with the chiefs man i think that they're going to bounce back here and have a nice high scoring game
0: absolutely uh, and then Sunday night you got the Steelers and the Raiders uh, Raiders are favored by two and a half in this one I don't trust Jimmy G so I'm taking the Steelers in this one I know like the Steelers are probably like they always are they're gonna be a nine and eight team you know they're just a middle of the road team I just don't trust Jimmy G whatsoever so I, I'm taking the Steelers in this one
1: I'm actually going to be taking the Steelers as well. I just think that they have a little bit more. I would trust them more, I would say, in a game that's kind of close like this. The Raiders, man, just Jimmy G, I, like you said, don't really trust him in this environment. Even though Kenny Pickett, I'm not really sold on him either. Um, I think Tomlin will do enough to at least get some game playing going. Um, the defense will probably uh, – have a solid game um, for them, so I'll take the Steelers here in as the underdogs.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, you know you look at this matchup, and you know you know these this is the type of game that Mike Tomlin thrives in. So I, I think, yeah, uh, and Mike Tomlin's a hell of a coach. So yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Steelers in this. Uh, and then Monday night, you got two games. We got the Eagles and the Bucks. I think the Bucks. Just like the Saints, a fraudulent two and O to start the year. Uh, Philly's only favored by five in this one. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna take Philly. I think they more than cover this. I don't think it'll be as close as Vegas thinks it will be. Uh, like, like I said, I think the Bucks are a fraudulent two and O. They should probably be one and one right now. Um, I just, I just don't understand how how they beat the Vikings. But you know, <laughs> it's the Vikings, so I don't care. Uh I'm glad that I'm glad that the Vikings lost that game. It's just you know, I, I, I think Jalen Hurts is a really, really good quarterback, especially at the NFL level. A lot of people didn't think he would be, but I think he's proven to be that he can be a trusted dude and uh DeAndre Swift obviously last week with a really, really big game. Uh their their running attack uh in Philly is really good as well and on top of a pretty solid defense also.
1: Yeah, I think uh the Eagles uh take this as well. You know, Tampa Bay has, you know, been 2 and 0, but again, I don't think really anyone was expecting them to be 2 and 0 at this point. They are another fraudulent team in that horrible division. Eagles possibly the best team in football right now. Do need to play a little bit better than they have been, you know, some close games there their first couple of weeks, but I think they'll handle this one. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I Like like you said, I think, yeah, they, they need to play better, uh, and that's why I think it is only down to five. Uh, I think if the Eagles were actually playing as well as they should be, that, yeah, the, they would be favored by a lot more. And then uh, the last game on Monday night, the Rams and the Bengals in this, since he's favored by three, they're 0-2 uh my my hesitation is Joe Burrow's injury. I think they um uh, they undersold his injury in in training camp and now now it's looking like things could be a lot worse for him. Uh so I'm going to take the Rams in this one. I don't know I don't even know if Joe Burrow's starting yet and the Rams offense has looked pretty good so far this year. Aaron Donald's doing Aaron Donald things. So and that's, that's really all that's said to be on the Rams' defense. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm taking the Rams in this one. Uh, yeah, I, it, There's um, just so many question marks around the Bengals.
1: There is, man. Um, I really don't want to see the Bengals go down to 0-3. That's going to be really tough to pull out from. Um, you know, um, but the Rams, the Rams have looked solid. Uh, Puka Nakua, man, I mean, he's on pace to, like, break. More than break the receptions record, I don't think he's going to. I think his workload will slow down here as Cooper Cup starts coming back into.
0: Yeah, exactly. The season
1: here. but yeah, um, I th- I don't know, man. Like you said, Joe Burrow, the injuries have been tough with him uh, since he's got so much talent, man. But yeah, with him being such a question mark and the Rams putting up points, you know, they played the Forty ers somewhat tough. They uh, they kept it within a touchdown. And then beat Seattle pretty handily, who, you know, gave the Lions a good fight. So, um, I think the Rams will win. But I'm hoping since he wins, you know, this Super Bowl, uh, what was it, 2021 matchup rematch?
0: Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is like, like the, the the Bengals, you know, they came back from 0 and 2, and I believe that year is when they went to the Super Bowls. When they they started the year 0 and 2, and then you know, work their way back and into the playoffs. It's hard to do, but I think if they go down 0-3 here, it's just going to be very, very tough for them uh, to try and claw their way out of that hole. Uh, But, yeah, I'm I'm taking the Rams here, and, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, so... Yeah, uh, looks like that's going to do it for the NFL Week 3 preview. But let's get into the Cam Akers trade. This kind of came out of nowhere uh, in the middle of the week this week. Cam Akers being traded from the Rams to the Vikings here in what it looks like to be a pick swap, so not much value given up for Cam Akers. I I guess the Rams pretty much just kind of gave up hope on him. Um but uh, I'd like to get your thoughts here, on, man, on the Cam Akers trade. Do you think that um, the Rams didn't give up enough for him? Or do you think that he's kind of, you know, washed and, you know, he's just kind of a mediocre running back?
0: So I, I kind of look at the, at this. I always look at trades from, from the perspective of both teams. Um, I, I think the Vikings, without Dalvin Cook, are really hurting on their ground game. And I think, you, you know, yeah, you had uh Kareem Hunt available uh at the time to have, you know, come in and, and help that run game in Minnesota. Uh that said, I don't think Cam Akers is as bad um as at least as the Rams think he might be. Um you know, I I think he'll 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 help Minnesota. I don't think that's going to, you know, instantly make them a division favorite in this trade. Uh, and then from the Rams' perspective, they didn't get much back in return, but at the same time, you know, Cam Akers' value isn't much high, very high. And, I mean, at the most, I think, you know, running backs have a very low value in this league already. And when you're not, you know, a top-level run, running back, you're probably not going to get more than than what L.A. got for them. Or for him, so it's just. I, I think I think it's a good win for for both teams. If I'm being completely honest, uh, obviously, you know this helps the run game of Minnesota, and LA got draft capital, which they're they're in need of, uh, especially you know after Matthew Stafford and his you know F them picks mantra that he yeah. had uh, for a while. Uh, you, you, they need picks and. Um, you know, the Rams mortgaged their future. They, I mean, they, they got their Super Bowl ring out of it. But, uh, but yeah, I think I think this benefits both teams in the long run.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. And uh, a lot of the big news actually was about whether, like, you know, Alexander Matt Madison's going to be, you know, should he be cut off of fantasy teams here? I actually have him on my fantasy team, so might have to look at a replacement there. I do think, though, him and Akers will probably split – Maybe Acres will take a little bit more of the workload. Maybe like a seventy thirty split on uh, the the carries there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just really interested to see because Cam Akers, man, I feel like he either will go off in some games or other games, he'll have a whole like a lot of nothing. So I'm, I'm curious to see how he's going to incorporate in this uh, Minnesota offense. But like you said, man, running backs don't really have much value, especially because Cam Acres is what maybe average at best. Running back, right, league, right. He's like an average at, like, yeah, he's he's not that valuable running back. He's very easily replaceable. Um, so yeah,
0: yeah, and 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 that's the thing too. Is well, I I don't think it's gonna be like a like a seventy on, thirty. On, I think it's gonna be closer to like a sixty forty on the split workload for the, between these two backs uh, in Minnesota. But I, it's just, I I think I think this really does end up helping Minnesota in the long run uh they needed help in the run game and now they have it and, and like you said acres is just a it's he's an average running back and i mean there's not much more to that than that i mean uh i think it's a win for both teams uh, like i said mhm uh so breaking away from the nfl now we're just going to run through uh just the top 25 matchups uh for the co- for college football cuz Outside of the top twenty-five, no one really cares. Let's let's be honest here. Uh, we will cover Michigan State though, because it, it is you know a local team for us. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Michigan will play Rutgers um, again. Michigan playing a nobody school uh, <laughs> figures. Um, Michigan's favored by Michigan's favored by twenty-four. Uh, they still haven't yet covered uh, against even their you know really bad opponents uh but but I think actually Michigan might be able to cover here. I know Rutgers is three and o Michigan's three and o as well uh Jim Harbaugh's back, so I think uh I think there will be a lot more uh I think the, the play will be better from Michigan and better obviously better play calling on uh on the offensive side of the ball because Harbaugh will be back um so yeah, I'm taking Michigan and the points in this one I think they will finally be able to cover this season. Rutgers, you know, it's Rutgers. They're not very good. Uh, they're a fraudulent 3-0, and but they're just like Michigan. They played nobody's school, so it doesn't really matter. But I, I think J.J. McCarthy will also bounce back after a horrible game last week.
1: Yeah, I think so too, man. They got to finally cover a game here, and this is the one, you know. This is a in-conference rivalry here, and Rutgers has just always been trash, so. I mean, only 25 points. I mean, they can definitely do that against Rutgers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Florida State will play Clemson. Uh, Florida State is favored by only two in this one. Um, Clemson, I have, I have no faith in in them at all. They they don't have you know elite level talent like they did when they had Trevor Lawrence. Um, and and Florida State obviously looking really really solid this year, and I I you know they're still the favorite uh, to win. The, the ACC in my books, anyways. I know they had a very scary game against Boston College last week, but I think that was a game that Boston College had circled on, you know, on their calendar. Uh, so I think that that's, that might be part of it. But yeah, I'm I'm taking Florida State in this one. Um, I don't think it'll be as close as a two point game, but I, I think you know Clemson will at least keep it within a score.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Even though Clemson lost to Duke, still crazy to think about. Um, Even though, I mean, Duke was ranked uh, this year, um, but um, Florida State is just the better team, and I think that they have something to prove here after, like, you know, that uh, weak performance against Boston College last week where Boston College, you know, almost had the upset. So Florida State, um, I think, is going to uh, handle this one.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Oklahoma takes on Cincinnati. Cincinnati is not that powerhouse that they were, uh, you know, even just a couple of years ago. That um, They're in the Big 12 now, and it's just they haven't been able to adjust to playing Big 12 football yet, and I think that's probably the biggest factor. OU's favored by 14 in this one. I think we both agree that OU's going to handle this one no problem.
1: Yeah, OU, man, um, definitely is going to handle this one. Cincinnati, this isn't the Cincinnati team that had Sauce Gardner and, you know, that went to the college football playoffs. Uh, So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Number 10 versus number 19, Oregon versus Colorado. Oregon's favored by 21 in this one. I don't think that is going to be that far of a spread between the two teams. Granted, Oregon, I believe, has already played real op- at least one real opponent. Uh, let me look at their schedule real quick. Uh, yeah, they did, they did play that one game against Texas Tech, which, and it's Texas Tech. They're not, you know, that great of a team. But it was a challenge, and so I think they're ready for, obviously, Colorado will be a fraudulent, ranked, at the time, TCU team who lost everything. I don't think that, you know, they, they ranked them after that because, you know, they had to, but, uh, you know, they, they had played a two overtime game against the FCS school last week and, you know, just barely made out of there. I think Oregon blows them out, but I don't think it's going to be a 21 point blowout. I think maybe 14, 15 points by the end of it. Uh, I just, ha- I just have no faith in, in Colorado at all.
1: Yeah. I think Colorado's finally going to get humbled this week. Everyone's been on Colorado. Um, since, you know, their first uh, win in week one. I think Oregon's going to win. I don't think, though, it's going to be by more than 20. I'm I'm with you. I think, like, maybe two touchdowns. Um, Colorado, I think at some point, it's going to make it entertaining. You know, I think that it will kind of start out close, and then Oregon will start pulling away around, like, second, third quarter there.
0: Yeah, I I think think if you're Oregon, you have to come out of the gates – Punching Colorado in the mouth because everyone is talking about them. Everyone thinks Colorado is this great team, uh, you know. Surprise, they're not. They're frauds. Um, but but yeah, if if you're Oregon, you want to come out and you want to punch Colorado right in the mouth, and and just don't let up till that uh, till the end of the fourth quarter because you, you know all all this hype around Colorado. It has got to be tiring for a lot of these teams on their schedule. And I think they all want to, you know, get a piece of Coach Prime uh, and and his, you know, and and, and his son, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Oregon handles business in this one. Uh, another uh, Pac-12 matchup, Utah taking on UCLA, 11 versus 22. Uh, Utah's favored by six in this one. Um, UCLA, they, they have that... Uh, freshman quarterback um god what's his name he he's he's from the detroit area um uh shit what's his name uh, um, see. Oh, uh, uh dante moore uh he, he's yep. you know local kid he is looking really good um i'm not sure if cam rising is gonna be back this week or not um if 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 he is then I think Utah wins this one no problem but uh, I, I still think Utah wins this one uh, I, th- I think they cover as well but this is going to be a really really good game to watch I think it's going to be a really fun game a lot of back and forth uh, between the between the offenses um, and so yeah this is going to be a really really fun matchup this week to watch
1: yeah I think so too I think this will be a um, a good matchup here But, um, like you said, man, I think that uh, Utah um, will take care of business here. Um, UCLA, I think, will be, you know, it will be a closer game, but uh, Utah.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Number 13, taking on number 15, Alabama and Ole Miss. Bama's favored by 6.5. I'm taking Ole Miss in this one. Uh, I think Bama's done for, man. I, I really, really do. Uh, I I th- I think if, if you're Nick Saban, you're going to retire at the end of the season. He they don't have any talent, especially at the quarterback position, like they've had in years prior. They don't have any wide receiver talent either. Uh, this team is just empty, and I think really the only reason they were even ranked in the top ten to start the season was just on brand recognition. I mean, they're just they haven't been playing well. I mean, to be held by to three by South Florida for three and a half quarters. That's, you, you got to do better than that, man. I mean, Bama's just terrible. I'm taking Ole Miss, and I think they cover as well.
1: Man, I really hope that uh, this is the end for Alabama. It is a, you know, 13-15 matchup. I want to say Bama, but you know what? Fuck it, man. I'm going to go with Ole Miss, man. Uh,
0: That's my I fucking really boy. That That's my fucking boy. Fuck Bama. I hope-
1: Especially because Texas finally is back and they beat. Yes, Bama. sir. Um, Ole Miss, man. Let's let's keep this train rolling, man. Let's keep it on. Get Bama two losses. Keep it going, man.
0: Absolutely. I really, really hope Ole Miss pulls this one out. I know Kiffin's been wanting to beat Bama for the longest time. I think this is the year he finally does it. Uh, number 18, Dukes, taking on UConn. I believe Duke's on the road. Yeah, Duke is on the road at this one, but they're still a 21-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah. I, I think... I, I th- yeah, exactly. I think... UConn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But both both schools are basketball schools. Um. That said, I think we both agree Dukes winning this one, no no problem. And I'm pretty sure yeah. they cover as well. This, this UConn defense is just like... Straight dog ass, man. I mean, they they can't do anything. So we'll just move quickly on to these next few games because they're all pretty bad games. Um, you, you got Miami taking on Temple, favored by twenty three and a half. That's a road game yeah. for Miami too. They're number twenty. Uh, I think they handle business easily. Temple is, you know, it's they're they're not Temple. good. And I I think Miami. While I don't think. They're in their elite at that elite level, like uh, like uh, uh, UNC or or Florida State in this in the ACC. I think uh, Miami might be a dark horse candidate for that uh, conference, but but yeah, I think they handle business no problem here, and uh, you you obviously agree with that, so um, Mm -hmm. Tennessee. After a embarrassing loss to Florida of all teams last week, uh, they take on UTSA. They're number 23 in the nation right now. Um, Tennessee, I mean, they just, the offense isn't good. Um, what's his name is the quarterback. He, he used to play for Michigan. Um, he, he lost the quarterback battle to, uh, uh, to Cade McNamara. Um, Joe Milton, he's... He has a cannon for an arm, just no accuracy at all. It's just it's like it's like firing a musket, it, you know. It's it's just like a ton of power, no accuracy at all. And yeah, because um, like I, I remember watching a game, la- uh, well the game where uh 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 Hooker went down uh, last year, uh he, he launched a ball like fifty yards down the field, no problem. And and it was right right down the sideline, so I, I guess you could kind of give some accuracy to that, but I mean, dude's got an arm on him. I think Tennessee obviously favored by the twenty one points here. UTSA, horrible team. Tennessee handles business, no problem.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem there, man.
0: Uh no problem for LSU this week either. It's taken on Arkansas, uh, favored by seventeen and a half obviously it's it's a conference game, but yeah, I think again Arkansas just not that good l s u obviously they had the bad loss uh to Florida State, but they've bounced back in the past two weeks with two wins uh and so yeah, i think l s u handles business. I don't know about the seventeen and a half. I think Arkansas will at least cover that um but yeah, i think l s u obviously wins this one,
1: yeah, another. A uh, typical college blowout game here. Um, I definitely feel like um, LSU is going to uh, take care of business here.
0: Absolutely. Uh, the two unwanted teams of the Pac-12 face each other. Number 14 Oregon State at number 21 Washington State. Obviously, uh, both teams three and O into this one. No, nobody in this uh no no conference wants either of these two schools for some reason uh probably cuz you know uh they are what they are um i think Oregon State takes this one uh they are favored only by 3 uh that said Washington State has been looking pretty solid um they obviously had the win over uh ranked Wisconsin team uh in week 2 and they've been obviously handling these uh these piss poor Colorado Schools uh, in their non-conference play as well with Colorado State and North Colorado. Um, This is going to be a very interesting one to watch. Um, Like I said, I think Oregon State wins this one. And I think, obviously, Oregon State is, you know, probably the biggest threat to win uh, the Pac-12 over Utah. So Mm -hmm. I, I think, I think, you know, Oregon State wins this one. I think it will be a close game, like Vegas predicts, and it's just going to be a very fun game to watch.
1: Yeah, of all the college games, man, this is finally something that might be close. Um, I think the Oregon State, I will take them as well uh, over Washington State. Um, just like Oregon State a little bit better as a team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think they do have the better team. Uh, That said, moving on, uh, Florida taking on Charlotte. Florida finally ranked for the first time in a very long time, but they're playing a very bad Charlotte team. They're favored by 28. I think we in America agree Florida wins this one, no problem. Although I think it would be funny just for the memes that Charlotte wins it, but I highly doubt it.
1: Yeah, I I mean, another 20-point favor here. Gonna be no problem.
0: Yeah, absolutely, uh, Georgia's playing UAB. <laughs> I, I, this is this is a joke, man. This no, is forty-two and a half point favorite in this one. Um, all right, look, Georgia couldn't even cover against Ball State, so I, I don't think Georgia covers in this one. Mostly because I just think they they just get bored. But, but yeah, they don't it, care. It, it in in my mind, I think Georgia should be up like eighty-five. A two or three at at, uh, at at the half. I mean, it, it's just UAB so bad. This is a joke of a game. Uh, but yeah, Georgia obviously handles business. I would love it. I would love it to see Georgia fall. Mostly just to see Michigan at number one. But it's not going to happen. As much not as I would love do. it, to, not not yeah. this week. No, anyways. Um, Texas taking on Baylor, favored by fourteen and a half. It's a road game for Texas. Um, that said, Texas number three in the country, and uh, what have we been saying? All, uh, in every episode, Texas, Texas is, is back. back. I'm telling you, man, T- Texas is back, and they're ready for the SEC. We covered that in episode three with Ian, but yeah, I think Texas handles business no problem. 14 and a half point favorites. Make it make it 20, and I still think they cover. I mean, Baylor is not. Good, man they are, they're
1: just they've lost to Texas state bro
0: yeah e- exactly my point um ohio state on the road at notre dame they're favored by 3 this this right here is Ooh. is this right here is kind of a trap game and i think so so notre dame plays plays a style of football very close to michigan they they like to run the ball a ton so i think if notre dame goes out there and punches ohio state in the mouth and and plays the way that they do, just very similarly to how Michigan does, I think that kind of is telling that Michigan should be a pretty heavy favorite uh, in that game uh, later on this year. Um, that said, OSU is favored by three. I I mean, I think Notre Dame wins this one, man. I, I really do. Um, they've looked really, really good so far. In uh, you know four games in three weeks, you know make that make sense still, uh, but but yeah man, I I, th- I think Notre Dame wins this one no problem. I mean, uh, it's just especially if they you know if Ohio State still can't stop the run like they haven't been able to for the past two years uh, against Michigan. Th- I mean, th- this is going to be a very sh- tough game, and and Ryan Day's defense has not been able to do much this year or in the past few years really against the run and this offense, I mean, Kyle McCord, not looking good.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I, this is another one, kind of like the Alabama situation where, you know, Ohio state, probably the better team, but man, I really want to see Notre Dame beat them and that would be such a satisfying, uh, victory, man. Um, Give me Notre Dame, man. I think that, like you said, if they can get the running game going, Ohio State has struggled against the run. Um, you know, and it's going to be such relief off Michigan, too, later in the year if Ohio State's not undefeated. And they're both not going to be undefeated. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh Give me Notre Dame. Absolutely.
0: Uh, Big Ten football, Iowa, number 24. Oh, by the way, speaking of, uh, back to that last game real quick, Ohio State's ranked number six, Notre Dame ranked number nine, 69. Nice. Anyways. uh, (laughs) Anyways. um, So, Iowa and Penn State, I think two of the best defenses in the country playing each other. Uh, So, that's going to be a very fun matchup to watch for me, especially because I love – tough gritty defensive games. Uh Penn State's favored by 15 in this one. Um mm. Iowa's offense can't you know move the ball at all. Uh obviously we we know their their uh a situation with their offensive coordinator. You don't average 25 points a game this year, you're fired. So, um <laughs> uh, that that said uh you know they 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 Purposely tried to run the score up against Western Michigan last week, but I don't think they score more than 25 points this week. I mean, Penn State is really good. Um, They have a really solid defense. I think Penn State's offense is obviously a ton better than Iowa's, and I think they handle business in this one. I don't know if they win it by 15. I think Iowa will cover that, but it's going to be a very low scoring game despite, you know, Penn State's, you know, uh, just their incredible offense so far this season
1: yeah man i think penn state is just going to obliterate iowa iowa has no offense they're not going to be able to even you know handle you know covering 15 uh points spread here they have struggled to get 15 points themselves man uh penn state will definitely take care of business
0: yeah. my my thing is is that like while Penn State's offense is really good. Iowa's defense might be the best in the country. Um sure. So so that's why I I think Iowa will cover, but they won't score many points themselves. So I I think I think we'll see like a final score of like twenty four to thirteen or something like that. You know. You know both both these mm-hmm. both these defenses are really good, but Iowa's offense also sucks ass. So, yeah. Um, so, ACC football, uh, number seventeen, North Carolina at on the road at Pitt. Uh, they're favored by seven and a half. I think I think North Carolina handles this one no problem. Uh, you know, Drake May is a really really good quarterback, um, and Pitt just they just don't have it. And then they're one and two right now. Um, but you know, there's, there's, there's this thing in betting called, called the triple D it's the desperate divisional dog pit might be that this week, especially at home. Uh, so I think it'll be, I, I, I think North Carolina will cover this, but I think just barely, I think maybe it'll be like an eight point, uh, game at the end.
1: Yeah, I think so as well, man. Um, North Carolina is going to handle, uh, this no problem, man. I I think they'll win by more than seven and a half too.
0: Yeah. Uh, USC's taking on Arizona State. Uh, their last ever game in the for both of these schools. Uh, in in the Pac-12 as the Pac-12 will cease to exist. Uh, USC favored by thirty four and a half. I'm. half. Yeah. I, I think we all agree Arizona State's garbage. They're one and two. Uh, going to the Big Twelve, they're still gonna struggle because. No one cares about Sun Devil, Sun Devil football. So, uh, USC, I think, handles business on this one. I don't think they cover, though. 34.5 is a lot in divisional play or conference play, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I, th- I think USC wins this one. I don't think they cover.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I, I mean, that is a tough line to cover. 35, I mean, that's a lot to win by. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go USC, but uh, to not cover.
0: Yeah, and then uh, last top 25 matchup, uh, Washington's taking on Cal. Washington favored by 20 and a half in this one. Um, I think Washington handles business. Washington, I mean, if if they play like they did last week against MSU, they 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 handle business again. Uh, I mean, Panic's just... He could have hung 80 on MSU uh, last week if he really wanted to, um, and and it's yeah, that that's just about it. Um, I, I think Washington wins and covers on this one.
1: Yeah, I think so too, man. Washington's just gonna go crazy. They have been scoring a ton of points, man. I think they'll handle business here. Yeah, absolutely,
0: uh, so, and the soul will cover michigan state real quick uh they're taking on a three and oh maryland team maryland's actually favored by seven and a half they're coming into east lansing um obviously we know everything going on with mel tucker and uh who's who's the coach this week is it the same guy as last week
1: Uh, i think so i'm honestly not too sure which is crazy because i usually foul you know michigan state but um I have no clue who the coach is going to be. Some assistant coach, I think.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it's the defensive coordinator. Uh, that, that that was the head coach last week. I think he's still, you know, the coach this week as well. Uh, I, I think Maryland wins this one. I don't know if they cover, though. I, I think they're, again, like most teams right now, a fraudulent 3-0. and uh, That said, Michigan State is
1: just
0: – there's so much going on with that school. The team sucks. They lost they're losing their head coach now it's just uh it's just a mess so I think Maryland does win this one uh, on the road
1: I do too and that's sad because I want I want to see Michigan State win but they just are not the same team that they have been I mean even last year they weren't that great but two years ago they weren't they were you know a ranked team um Maryland though even though Maryland's not that great either. They're just they're better than MSU right now. Yeah, I, I just
0: I don't know, man. Uh, but sticking with college football, uh, for a minute. Uh, so Gene Smith, uh, yesterday, he's the he's the OSU, uh, athletic director, and, and a few other ads uh, across the country. They they came in, they stood in front of Congress, uh, yesterday, uh, to, to try and get. Some legislation, some rules, some guidance, something to make make a level playing field in college football. Because obviously, there, there's some schools that are abusing the hell out of NIL to get recruits, while other schools are still trying to do the quote-unquote correct thing. And and you know, some schools just don't have the money like others. Like like some like Texas for example, or Texas A&M. For example, a couple of years ago, they, they had all these five-star recruits. They had, you know, the, the number one recruiting class in the country by far. And it's just because they were signing kids all to these, you know, million-dollar NIL deals. Um, I just, I, I just want to kind of get your take for a second on, on what you think is, you know, what needs to happen uh, in terms of NIL uh, and where we are in college football with all this
1: yeah so i was always a big uh, person for nil man uh you know the college football games the video games i was always like man they should be able to use their name their likeness and be able to get their money man even like outside of football the other college athletes you know who've done well in nil. Uh, i'm i'm definitely for it man um, um i mean i know there's just a whole bunch of different uh, rules and regulations for it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pro NIL, man.
0: Now, I, I look. I, I want these players to get paid. They deserve to get paid. They make money for the schools, so they should be able to get paid for doing that. They're they're basically employees now. That, I, I think the term student athlete has gone out the window now, especially with NIL. But but here's here's the thing: the NCAA did not want NIL to be a thing. And mm-hmm. uh, as much as I disagree with that, NIL should have been a thing a very, very long time ago. They didn't want it. So when, you know, the Supreme Court said, yes, college players can get paid, and they should get paid, the NCAA instantly went, okay, you guys have at it. Call us when everything's burning down, and we'll, f- and you know, we might fix it. They went in with, they just, the NCAA didn't want this at all. They just said, screw it. You'll have no rules, no guidelines. Um so, so I think what needs to happen is Congress. I, look, I, I think going in front of Congress is stupid to try and get rules. Yeah. They, they, like, this country has much, you know, worse things mm. to uh, to to worry about right now, in, instead of nil rules for college football. Mm-hmm. That said, I think the NCAA needs to step up and set some sort of guidelines. Because is here to stay. I know that they don't want that, but is here to stay. I just, my, my question for you then would be is, is when and if and when do you think we're going to get some rules? Like, you know, what, what is, like like, what are some rules that you would at least like to see implemented? And also, when do you think we're going to see any sort of rules for it?
1: Um, so I would say like for scene rules, hopefully within the next year or two, um, I'm not really sure how, you know, fast or slow this process is going to be. But honestly, I feel like, you know, just based on how much revenue, you know, the certain athlete can, uh, you know, I don't know how they would really calculate, you know, the amount of revenue that that athlete is specifically bringing in, but just some sort of percentage of that. Um, You know, of course, the top athletes getting paid more, you know, brand deals, sponsorships, being able to, you know, use their image of likeness, man. Um, Hopefully it comes sooner than later, man. Yeah.
0: So I I think we're going to see rules not for quite a while. I think the NCAA wants to see this all burn completely, completely to the ground. And then burn mm-hmm. the ashes as well, because yeah. just—I think we're going to see it probably in the next five to seven years. I don't think we're going to see anything for the next few years, though. Uh, that said, what I would like to see for one is these players actually signing contracts. I think things with like the transfer portal now has has changed a lot with NIL as well. Schools are schools are you know telling players, hey, well, you come here, you can make this much money. So I, I think. What needs to happen for one is players, when when they when they go to high school or when they come out of high school, when they go to a college, they, they sign a one, two, or three year contract. It's mutually binding, so you're stuck with your school forever, however long you sign your contract for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you, you can't go to the portal. You know, just because you're not getting play time or, or whatever, because you you lost the starting job to someone else there should you shouldn't just be moving school to school to school every single year because someone better than you stepped up I think that's just utterly ridiculous to have so I think you know and and part of it is also to help the the coaches because they have to recruit every single year new new recruits every single year but they also have to basically recruit their own players that are already on their team to make sure, hey, what can I do to make you happy to stay here on the team? what can you know it, it's 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 kind of ridiculous, so I think having some sort of contract where where you know this this player' signed for two years and they can't go they can't transfer out, I think that will take a lot of stress off of coaches um in the long run so they can actually focus on getting new recruits instead of you know, making sure that the players, and it's, instead of making sure that their, that their players that are already there, aren't going away. I think helping them move, or not wasting that time making sure that their players are happy, you can actually use that on actually getting, you know, recruits straight out of high school. And I think something like that would help uh, all these teams. And also just some rules on, you know, how much teams can actually spend on NIL deals, things like that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, so yeah, that kind of wraps up everything I kind of wanted to discuss on that. Um, I really hope we see something soon. So, uh, yeah, uh, I know we got some, some Tigers news to cover, so I'll let you kind of take that.
1: Yeah. So I guess moving here into baseball, the Tigers, uh, you know, right at the end of the season here, hiring a new GM, um, so this guy, his name is Jeff Greenberg. Uh, he's a younger guy. He's, um, I think, 37. He was an assistant for the Cubs, but he was recently with the Blackhawks, so he's like a Chicago guy. Um, coming to Detroit here, I'm going to be honest, I don't really know too much about him other than that. Uh, never really heard his name much in the media. Talked about it. he's not like a world-famous guy you know that everyone knows in the baseball world for uh, being a general manager here. Um, but, I mean, I'm kind of glad that we're hiring someone a little bit younger. I'm definitely more favorable to the younger guys than I am older uh, when it comes to ownership and general management. Um, hopefully, he can bring something new to Detroit here. I've never been a fan of uh, Al Avila. I thought he was absolutely awful. So, We'll see where Jeff Greenberg can take the team here in the future, continue signing free agents, continue making big roster moves here, um, be involved in some trades here, just doing anything that he can to finally get some more talent on this roster. A lot of the guys who we have signed have either not panned out like Baez or um, we were going to trade anyways, like Lorenzen and Rodriguez was rumored in trades last year as well. So, We'll see, man. We need to definitely get the uh, talent going back here to Detroit, man. Make Detroit somewhat of a premium destination spot for free agents. I'm not sure if one that's going to be, but hopefully, um, this new general manager can make something happen, man.
0: Yeah. So I, I did a little bit of research on this on this uh, Jeff Greenberg as soon as I saw the announcement this morning. Uh, so. He he's a he's an Ivy League grad. He went to Columbia. Um, he he's been the assistant GM for both the Cubs and the Blackhawks. Recently, he was the assistant GM for the last two years uh, for the Blackhawks, and then uh, before that, he was uh, he he was on a bunch of different roles with the Cubs. Um, so he has a pretty good understanding of the GM role, which I like, but. It, it all means nothing until he starts making trades, starts signing guys, starts you know uh, drafting players. That said, I almost wonder if if Scott Harris uh, hired him just because of the whole situation that the Tigers had blowing the deal with uh, with Ed Roder Rodriguez um, on the trade deadline day uh, back in August uh mm-hmm. I, I i almost wonder if if that has something to do with it um because but but here here's here's my thing is i don't really care um if we uh you know if we're signing you know some solid players but my but my 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 thing is is that what i want to see is, is Chris Illich actually spend money. I Look, we have a lot of contracts coming off the books this year, obviously Miguel Cabrera, and we're going to do a, do a decent chunk of an episode just on Miguel uh, coming up here, I believe, actually next week. Uh, we're, we're doing that the last week of the, the MLB season, so we'll, we'll talk about that then. Um, but I think it, it doesn't really matter unless Chris Illich actually signs off on these deals to actually sign players. Uh that said, I don't really care if if Jeff Greenberg signs anyone big. I want him to start just trading for prospects because that's desperately what the Tigers need is, is some prospects. But we'll just have to wait and see see what he does. Uh but it, it's exciting for for Detroit that we finally have a GM for the Tigers, especially after all these years of, you know, Al Avila being the biggest numb nuts in all of sports. Uh, like, like, the dude is probably the worst GM I've ever seen in any sport. Like, I, 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 I can't name a worse one, to, in, in my honest opinion. I, I cannot name a worse GM than him. But that said, I'm excited for it. But I have to wait and see, you know, anything – from him before I really put any judgments on him, but it's good to see that that Scott Harris was smart enough to actually sign a GM.
1: Yeah, yeah, man.
0: So, uh, l- lastly, uh, training camp started today for the NHL. Uh, we got preseason starting on Saturday. A uh, few games there, um, not much interest in them though because it's preseason. So I don't really care about preseason hockey. Um, but one thing that the NHL is trying out this year. Um, with, with a few teams is these uh, split-squad games. So uh, all, so a lot of these teams are going to have two games being played at the same time uh, against the same opponent. Um, so there will be, like, uh, for example, uh, the Blues and Coyotes are playing on Saturday. There's going to be two games, one in, in uh, Arizona and and one in St. Louis, and it's just basically two teams playing, uh, at the same time, which I think is something unique that the NHL is trying out. Uh, and we'll, we'll see how that works. Uh, not every team's doing that this year. I know Detroit's not. Uh, but, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. I think that it helps. I think it's something that the NHL should look at long term because there's so many different players that play in the preseason and only getting – one or two games out of the most out at, at the most of it because the last two or three games are usually you know your, your starters and you get eight preseason games and you your your locked in roster guys are are gonna be playing at some point just to get themselves ready for the regular season. So I think having these split team games long term will be interesting. I kind of just want to get your thought on that real quick.
1: Yeah, man, um, I think it's going to be interesting seeing, like, you know, these these uh, split games, like you were saying, man, um, and, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff going on for the preseason as well. Um, I don't really lean strongly either one way or the other. We'll just kind of have to see how it kind of goes, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's at least interesting. It's something worth trying because, again, it gets a lot of these players more time playing at the NHL level. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it gets them more more reps, which in in the NHL is something that, Players really need to have, so I think it's interesting uh, to see. Speaking of camp, though, uh, Kale McCarr in Colorado is going to miss the uh, the start of camp. He he should be back next week. Uh, I think he's still recovering from a injury uh, late in the season last year in the playoffs. Um, also, uh, in in uh, in Colorado, uh, Wagner is going to be out. He's he's got a ruptured Achilles, so he's going to be out for quite a few months. Um, uh, um. So I saw something today. Uh, that there's actually a few teams, uh, interested in uh signing Patrick Kane. Uh, he's still uh injured. He's he needs about like a month more to recover. But what, what what's interesting is that there's only one of these teams actually confirmed interested in signing him, and that's uh Buffalo. I think I think the Sabres could use a veteran presence. Uh in on their team and obviously Patrick Kane is a really good player I think we both agree on that one right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so there's uh there's obviously a lot of you know different things going on there I think Ottawa or not Ottawa uh Buffalo could really really benefit from having him on the team but again he's gonna miss the first month of the season or so uh still recovering from his injury Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's at least nice to see that at least some team is interested in him. Uh, yeah, I didn't see other teams that are like, you know, that have said anything about being at least interested, but Buffalo has come out and actually said they are interested in, in him. So that's kind of, uh, interesting to see. And uh, speaking of Ottawa though, uh, it, it officially happened today about, about, uh, five or six hours ago now, um. Uh, Michael Andlauer is officially the new owner of the Ottawa Senators. This is obviously huge for that team, for that franchise. Uh, having, a, having an owner that actually cares for one is, is, um, is something that I think Ottawa's desperately needed for the longest time. Uh, so it, it's, it's nice to finally see that. I don't care about Canadian teams. Uh, quite frankly, keep the cup in the USA, all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. But it, it's nice to see at least finally, you know, the last, you know, Canadian team to finally have an owner that cares. Uh, because because all these other Canadian owners right now of these teams really care about their teams, and and Ottawa just for the longest time, their their pri their previous owner just didn't care uh, that much. Um, so, uh, having, having Ann and his group come in and buy the team is, is huge. It's huge for that. I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really happy to, to have seen this happen. Uh, and yeah, it's, 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 it's a good thing for Ottawa and, and yeah, that that's just about it. um, So, yeah, that kind of wraps things up. Another uh, long episode uh, today. But, um, you know, obviously tons to talk about, and there's still tons to talk about every single week. Uh, Mike and I will be back, obviously, on Tuesday uh, next week and Thursday with two new episodes, uh, lots to talk about. Obviously, we're going to review on Tuesday everything that happens this weekend. And Thursday we'll do our previews like we always do, and uh, yeah, that's just about it. Mike, you want to take us out?
1: Yeah, so um, come back uh, for the next episode here. Like Andrew mentioned, we will be talking about all the NFL Week Three news here, and as well as the previews. Probably try and throw some blitz or hot takes as well in there. And yeah, I hope you guys can come back again next week for the next episode.
0: Uh, Rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And we will see you guys next week on Tuesday. Have a good night.